Elric, reporter, podcaster. Searching for a way to tap into the hidden strengths that all humans have. Then an accidental overdose of gamma radiation interacts with his unique body chemistry. And now when ML Elric grows angry or outraged, a startling metamorphosis occurs. By a sports columnist. Sean Windsor. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. You ass in a rag and the truck is out of my face. It's gone. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You might be qualified, ML. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now, Al? Hey kids, it's your old pal ML Elric sitting here watching the temperature get higher and my blood pressure along with it. It is a great show. We have a lot to talk about. We know you want to talk about Kwame Kilpatrick, so we're going to get to that. If you have some questions you want to post to us in our Facebook Live discussion, we will try and get the best ones on the air. If there are some good ones or some ones that we haven't heard a hundred times already, no, there was no Manoogian <laughs> Mansion party, and no, we're not going to tell you who gave us the text messages, and we're pretty sure he's getting out, but we can't say that for sure either. So hopefully that covers the big ones. I'm also going to talk uh, a little bit about a, uh, an anniversary that Facebook reminded me I had uh, oh. six years ago. But before we get to the, uh, the gang here, I want to give you a little Incredible Hulk trivia. The guy who does the voiceover at the beginning of The Incredible Hulk is also the guy who played Sasquatch in The Bionic Man. So uh, wow. just a, a little bit of and they actually considered Neat. Jaws from uh, Moonraker as the Hulk before they settled on Lou Ferrigno. Just they he had the height, but he didn't quite have the uh, the girth, which is uh, something that, um, that that people say about about Sean. <laughs> what was the, who, Bionic Man? <laughs> bionic Woman or Six Million Dollar Man? What oh, was? sorry, uh, Six Million Dollar Man, but he was Bionic. Well, you're thinking of yourself when you say Bionic Man. Yes, I can lift a car engine with my appendages. Yeah. <laughs> it comes in comes in handy when you drive a lot of shit boxes well, like you, I do. Yeah, like you carry your own jack around, don't you, so to speak. So, <laughs> wow. uh, ladies and gentlemen, Sean Windsor joins us from uh, from Hugh Hefner's garage. Great to see you, Sean. Uh, Mark Fellhauer is from uh, perhaps the uh, most infectious house that has no viruses in it um, over at uh, Red Shovel Network headquarters. And Matt Jennings is with us from uh, Soft Magazine headquarters, the uh, publishing conglomerate that uh, you've come to know and love, who will be giving us this week in Soft history later on in the show. So thanks, fellas. Of course, we're brought to you live on Facebook by the uh, technical prowess of Joey Zuver and by the generosity of Lindsay Broadwell. Lindsay Broadwell is our Facebook sponsor, so please, let's jump up some business for her. Let's help her sell some houses, uh, maybe buy some houses for you. If you've been locked up too long, as many people feel they have been, and you realize that your house is way too small, which I think all of us feel, it's time to call our new realty sponsor, Lindsay Broadwell. When it's time to move into a home, whether you're selling or buying, you need to contact Lindsay Broadwell. Your house is one of the most valuable investments, and that's why you need an agent you can trust and who knows the business inside and out. Lindsay started her career at Hall Financial. Now she's an expert in real estate. She'll make sure you get the most out of your house and everything goes smoothly by finding you a new home that fits your lifestyle. 
Buyers, sellers, especially first-time buyers, make sure you contact Lindsay at broadwellhomes.com. That's broadwellhomes.com or 248-767-7767. That's 248-767-7767. She's a licensed retailer at Remax Nexus. That's broadwellhomes.com. Nobody likes your house anyway. Sent you. So if you've been watching the stock market, once again, another week of volatility. And the last couple of months have been ridiculous. March, April, May, up and down. We have no idea what's going to go on. The Dow's experienced gains of one and a half percent or more on five separate trading days back in March. To put that in some context, over the course of 2017, there was only one such trading day. Volatility appears to be back. And if you have concerns over your investments, would like to discuss your strategy, give Luke Nowacki a call at 248-663-4748 or email lnowacki, that's L-N-O-W-A-C-K-I at jhnetwork.com. That's as in John Hancock, jhnetwork.com. He's not with John Hancock, but he'd love to put his John Hancock on a contract to manage your money because it's what he does best. Luke has been doing this for nearly 19 years and has helped clients through the dot-com collapse in 2000, the 9-11 downturn, the 0203 downturn, the housing and financial collapse of 0809. And now his services are called upon once again. He will make it all about you, sweetheart. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Member FINRA SIPC. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Yeah. So we hate Facebook here at the Soul of Detroit because they won't let us post our web address on there. We have no idea why after a year they decided that it's now somehow toxic. Uh, Perhaps if we were spending a lot of money trying to undermine democracy, they would like us. But Mark, do you know what the problem is? Is there any Facebook genius out there that knows? We must have been reported for some reason. I don't know if it's because uh, there's some politic talks. We can't figure it out, but they will not let us... uh, Put the website anywhere on Facebook, including when you want to give them money. They don't care, which is really interesting. But we can't you can't get an answer from people. And it's driving me insane. Yeah, they, they are not the most. Um, let's just put that Facebook is a one way street and all the roads lead to Mark Zuckerberg's vault. So I think we've generated a lot of traffic for these goobers, but they don't want to make it easy for us to let you know how to connect to our website because and we don't know why. I know, especially know if you want to give them, it's like, okay, what if we uh, try to advertise it? Will they let us do it that way? Nope. Nope. So, yeah, and, and, and there's no appeal. Now, no. on the contrary, if, uh, if I wanted to go out and uh, stream myself on a murder spree <laughs> while I'm sexually assaulting people. <laughs> no, um, they're fine with it. Yeah. No objections. No. So. No. I don't know. So, uh, there's more on Facebook later. I just, uh, I don't know. Anyways, at least we're on Facebook Live. It's a good yeah. show idea. Yeah. Well, and we've talked about it. If you want to go to our website, you can find we have a whole show from early on in our uh, tenure talking about how much we hate Facebook and why. Maybe and, that's uh, why. Maybe that's why we're not allowed. They, they, they just caught up with us, I guess. Well, it's, you know, sometimes it takes a while. I think Jim Schaefer and I were doing stories on Kwame Kilpatrick at the Free Press for years before finally someone paid attention. And we're going to talk about Kilpatrick a little later on. But first, and here I have to give Facebook a little credit, they reminded me the other day there was the sixth anniversary of my trip to the Vigilante Motorcycle Club on Gratiot 
on Detroit's east side, which uh, was all born of a misunderstanding. Uh, well, maybe it was a smart aleck remark from someone who didn't realize that guys who ride Harleys are also interested in social media, not so much interested in cat videos. They probably have like, uh, like cheetah videos or maybe, uh, maybe uh, Puma videos or something because they're a little tougher than the rest of us. But I posted up there. I was at the, um, at the, uh, uh, I'm trying to think what the name is, the, uh, the bakery where it's basically staffed by people returning to the workforce from prison or some other setback on the rise bakery that it used to be there by, uh, by Nativity Church. Now they've moved down McClellan. Anyways, it's a little west of there on Gratiot. Great place to go. Um, anyways, across the street, I noticed the vigilantes had just repainted their building, uh, flat black paint, of course, and vigilante on the front was V-I-G-I-A-L-A-N-T uh, apostrophe S, oh, which means, possessive. you know, Something different than Vigilantes Club, where the apostrophe should be, I think, after the S. Well, maybe it's one vigilante that owns the club. Or maybe I, I, maybe his name's con- Bob Vigilante, and it's his yeah. Club. I I did not think it through that deeply, so I just posted that um, that uh, how would you like to be the guy to explain to the vigilantes? Hey, I think I made have might have made a gram- grammatical error on your sign. I thought that would be funny. Now, well, for the rest of the day, I'm getting posts from vigilantes saying you got a problem with our sign what's wrong with our sign you got a problem with the vigilantes yeah, you know i'm thinking i'm thinking okay so um Not anymore, a, fairly, I don't. <laughs> a fairly large fairly active motorcycle club on my side of town is not happy with me now this can't be a good thing so i started trying to explain that this was just kind of a joke and um and uh, one of the guys and i kind of established a dialogue some of the guys were not convinced and he invited me to his wedding at oh. the club which is coming up uh, in a couple weeks and so i said i would like to come as long as you can promise me that come to my wedding at the club is not a uh, is not motorcycle club <laughs> lingo for we're going to stomp the dog shit out of you if you show up at our club and he told me no this is this is legit so i said okay so as the date approaches, it was on a Saturday night. I was starting to get a little nervous. Uh, I had a buddy who's up for anything uh, who was going to go with me just because if I'm going to fight my way to the door, I'd rather do it back to back. And then the day of his wife said, and I, I explained to him, I said, you know, this isn't like when we go to some clubs, this is, you know, this could be a little, cause we've gone to some sketchy mm-hmm. music clubs and these so I said, I just need to let you know, this could go very badly. And his wife at the last minute said, no, you can't go. So I had to go by oh, myself no. because I figured I either show up and everything's fine and I never have to look over my shoulder or I have to go and get the crap kicked out of me and then also never have to look over my shoulder, possibly because I won't be able to move my head again. So I showed up on my own. The, uh, the, the guys um, was very, it's a very nice club, by the way, everybody was pretty mellow. They had a kiss cover band playing. So I was watching the band. I bought a beer and then uh, I noticed some guys looking over at me and they recognized me. And I thought, okay, whatever's going to happen next is going to be pretty decisive. And then I noticed a guy walk by who kind of had his head cocked as he walked by and he was staring at me the whole time. And I thought, Oh boy, that's, that's not good. I'm getting clocked by a guy who really does not uh, seem like he ever messes around. Well, you know, you know what? We actually have audio of that of that portion of your oh. visit. It's crazy. I don't know why. 
I say we kill him. Yeah! I say we hang him, then we kill him. Yeah! I say we stop him. Yeah! Then we tattoo him. Yeah! Then we hang him. Yeah! And then we kill him. Yeah! I say we let him go. No! Pretty accurate. Pretty accurate, I think. I don't know. I'm just confused. Why were you worried about hanging out at the Goldwyn Club in Gross Point? I, I <laughs> or, or were they driving Ducatis or Triumphs if they're hip? hip and so well, what go, are you worried about? Why didn't yeah, you go it with was, them? It, it, was a, it was a BMW that they had over there with the, uh, with the uh, travel <laughs> panniers on the back. But so anyways, nothing happens. I dropped a, uh, a gift off in the gift box. It was a signed Kwame Sutra with uh, some cash. <laughs> That's what everyone and gets. Then, Kwame Sutra is available, by the way. Get one now. But um, um, as, as the night wore on, basically what turned out was it was a wedding. It was fine. And the guy who had his, his head kind of cocked was Kenny, who was one of the leaders of the club. He had been in some kind of accident, so his neck was sort of stuck like that. And the only other time I got worried because everybody was so welcoming was when he offered to give me a tour of the basement. And I thought, oh, "Oh, here it is. But it was just it was a nice place where the guys lift weight and shoot pools and drink beer. And I thought, thank goodness I get out of this place alive. And I they gave me a free T-shirt and they said, come back anytime. Whenever you see bikes, you're welcome to come back. So I had a very, very nice night. So So the moral is uh, stop stereotyping people. No, I think the moral is uh, don't correct people's grammar. Oh yeah, Just, that too. That is kind of rude. Yeah, but but no, but no. I think the moral is if you got a problem with somebody, you try and face it, and hopefully everybody has an opportunity to say what they have to say. And everybody, in fact, the guy who was most pissed off at me uh, on Facebook uh, offered to buy me a beer at the end of the oh, night. Well, so uh, so very very reasonable gentleman over there. Not Motor City gentleman. Wow. They're on the that west is a long side, story, and but I'm not quite well told. Reasonable. So. You know, we just had a viewer pipe in on Facebook Live. I think his name is Mr. Drew Lane, and he said, my antenna is telling me ML is winding up for a long story. Oh. Let's hope it's well told. Yeah, he's dream weaving right now. So somebody, uh, Layla, wake up. Wake up, what Drew. Mean, what do you mean winding up? What does that mean? <laughs> well, it takes a while to get into a story and uh, it keeps going. Happy well, I anniversary. Had better, I had a better time at the club, and that's when I thought I was going to get my ass kicked. <laughs> well, you didn't give us a Kwame Sutra yet. Those are, those are now available for purchase. You, 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 get your, you get your colors, and now you get a free – and you get married, you get a free, uh, you get a free book. I, I'm not sure it's worth the uh, – it's not worth the price. Um, so anyways, that, that, little, that little story brought to you by David Hall and Hall Financial because they care about the community, which is why they're working from home around the clock to help people save money by refinancing. It's a great time to look at your options, and that's why many people are refinancing right now. If you haven't refinanced in the last year, Hall Financial is here to help. Now's the time to lower your monthly payments and keep some extra money in your pocket as we go through turbulent times. And by refinancing, you can probably skip up to two payments. So why not see if you can save some money or cut your term? Give my man, Dan Morrison, a call at Hall Financial. They are the fastest in the business. That's why they have nearly 1,500 five-star reviews from Michigan homeowners, including me. Go to your, our webpage and click on the logo to get started or call 248-308-5000. Hall Financial, lower payments, better options, more personal attention. That's Hall Financial, 248-308-5000. Click on their logo at our website, NMLS. 
1467435 and tell them ML sent you. Damn, I see demons. Dear God, I wonder, can you save me? I can't die, my boo boo's about to have my baby. I think it's too late for praying. Hold up, her voice spoke to me and it slowly started saying, I want to tell you, Detroit, that you done set me up for a comeback. Oh, will I be the G that I want? I was born and raised in this city. Lord willing, I'm going to heaven right here in the city. Kwame, what's the case that they gave me? Kwame. Kwame, what's the case that they gave me? Kwame. Kwame, what's the case that they gave me? Kwame. Kwame, what's the case that they gave me? Just remember who changed your mind, because when you start saying tripping, that ass is mine. I'm not dumb. A great proceed to smoke weed. Uh, I don't sell home. drugs or, or use them. Need. They say I'm greedy, but I still want more. Cause my eyes want a journey some more. Really though. Uh, I don't whore around on my wife, and I don't have wicked new parties uh, at, at my house. Uh, and that's ridiculous. Mommy, what's the case that they gave me? Hell yeah. Mommy, what's the case that they gave me? Damn that. Thank you for showing men what true courage really is. Wow, I'd, I'd forgotten how uh, what it was like to live in Kilpatrick land. But this past week, starting with an email I received about 8.15 Friday morning, reminded me that there is no escape from Kwame Kilpatrick, even if he is going to essentially escape from prison because of the coronavirus outbreak uh we um we talked about it in a special episode of ml soul of detroit which you can find on our website mlsoulofdetroit.com or you can find it on itunes please check that out but we figured you would still want to talk about this topic because i have to tell you as of right now i can't swear that it's actually going to happen because no one Wait. in a position to know no official people are commenting or they claim they don't have any news so did you really just say you forgot what it was like? I did, Patrick. You did. You did. Okay. And maybe was, maybe it was a repressed being, memory. You were being facetious, right? Well, I mean, I'm reminded of what it's like to have control of your life pulled out of your hands because of somebody else's antics. But uh, I've I've tried, despite what many people on social media would claim. I've tried to break free of the orbit of Kilpatrick planet because it is a spatial phenomenon that sucks in all energy and emits nothing. Hmm. Okay. Well, I, I was but, just curious because I heard, I hear Kwame Sutra 10 times every week. So I, I just wasn't sure. That's a sacred, that's a sacred text. I suppose you don't, you don't think that bishops should sell Bibles. I actually will. I will back you up on this because it, it, I know it's a double-edged sword for you. you. Try to move on, but still, I don't think anybody knows the story better than you do. You and Schaefer, because you were in, sitting in court every day. I mean, you lived his, true. with it's them all the time. But at the same time, that story, man, keeps going because he is a very divisive individual. There's a lot. There's some people that like him. A lot of people can't stand him. And this is just another example of him getting lucky and getting out of jail because of the coronavirus. Yeah, well, so 
I actually had the coronavirus and now I'm being put in jail, the uh, uh, Kilpatrick Penitentiary, where I'm sentenced to report on all this. So I'm not sure that the virus affects everyone the same way. It's really interesting, though, because when this broke on, it was Friday. God, it feels like weeks ago already. Um, you tweeted out that you, you, you thought this is, has all the earmarkings of a hoax because it came from one press release from an organization called the Ebony Foundation which I had never heard of. Now we know a little bit more about them, and I think you should talk about what the Ebony Foundation is and who's behind it. Um, but that was your first thought, and then you talked to some people, and you thought it was true, but now you're back. Are you back? Not not saying it's a hoax, but are you back to believing that it might not happen? Yeah, so uh, since Sean mentioned it, the Kwame Sutra is available at <laughs> drewandmikestore.com. And uh, as it happens, we're actually having a sale on our hockey jerseys, which are beautiful. We're going to give you 20% off, and we're going to throw in a free Kwame Sutra Good if you want to get one of those. Those are signed Kwame Sutras, each one with a uh, somewhat unique smart aleck uh, inscription by me. Uh, pretty soon we're going to have hats available and just in time for Father's Day. So maybe you want to check out <laughs> yeah. Drew Mike store. But, but this uh, what Drew meant by winding? But uh, anyways, you know, like, like Sean said, it's time to move on. Um, by the way, Sean gets a portion of the proceeds. Let's not worry about that too much. I but do. anyway, uh, yeah, well, in theory and someday, it's, 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 sort of, it's sort of like Kilpatrick. In theory, he owns us a million bucks. And in theory, you got a nice chunk of change coming in practice. Uh, maybe I did learn something from the master. But, uh, but, but, but to answer Mark's question and also to throw ahead a little bit, we're going to talk about the uh, the bubbling controversy about whether or not Governor Whitmer's first uh, or the first gentleman, her husband, may have pulled rank to try and get some favorable treatment. We're going to talk about that uh, before the show is over. So stick around, even if you're sick of Kilpatrick. But but yeah, just like you said, Mark, I get an email. Uh, people are always talking about Kilpatrick's going to be freed anytime. Um, I'm highly skeptical of these things. I've never heard of the Ebony Foundation, but that doesn't mean anything either. I've never heard of the women who, you know, would do anything to spend some time intimately with Sean Windsor Foundation, but I'm told it exists. And I guess they're taking donations too, but um, they use a different suture over there. But then the website that's cited on the press release comes back as invalid. And then So I make some calls. The U.S. Attorney's Office, the prosecutors who should be notified if someone's going to be released early, know nothing about it. Um, Kilpatrick's own attorney knows nothing about it. These are people who should know, who should have been notified. And when they know nothing about it, WWJ, who broke the story, is now crowing about it. But to me, they took a big gamble. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Do you think they... It was just about being first because all they did was really put out that press release, but there was nothing else to back it. it. So people in the news business who pay attention to metrics and algorithms and all these things that I don't understand because I'm just interested in what's true and what's not true know that a Kilpatrick story is going to drive traffic. And one of the few things Kilpatrick has said that is true is that he is good for business for the media in the same way that Trump is. Uh, What he says that's not true is that we'll do anything to get his name in the paper just to sell papers. Uh, Sadly, we haven't been able to find any way to sell papers. Um, But if you'd like to subscribe, Freep.com, we'd be more than happy to take your money. But uh, I mean, but why, why present it that way? Why not present it as it's a press release from this foundation who, by the way, seems like it's got a really squirrely background, or at least the guy that's running it did. 
Yeah. So first of all, to say anything about their background would require them to do some reporting, which they weren't willing to do. But they had a press release that uh, or maybe they didn't have time to do it. I mean, the media stretched so thin. It's just it's 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 terrible when you look at the size of newsrooms now compared to where they were 10 or 15 years ago when all this happened. There were five reporters in City Hall on the same floor as the mayor when Kilpatrick was elected and when he was in trouble. Now there are no reporters in City Hall. And there are not even five reporters who cover the city of Detroit. So uh, so that's been but, but kind of a heartbreaking what's, thing. What's the rush? Because he wasn't going to get out in an hour. I mean, he's got a quarantine. Why? Well, I, I don't know. I'm really upset with the way that um, it was handled, the way that story broke. I just thought, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty irresponsible. Yeah, I like no. you get upset, Mark. <laughs> it, ta- it takes a lot, doesn't it, though? It does. It does. So, so I should probably show you my T-shirt today, which I busted out of uh, storage. This was <laughs> this was a T-shirt that came out just before he was reelected, and it seems particularly appropriate today because if this is a hoax, Kilpatrick and his friends and, and supporters have succeeded in pulling another one on us. But uh, but you know, so it was with great skepticism, and so I started making some more calls and. When I so the, the, I think I may have told you on Friday, Mark, when you contacted me, along with every single person in the universe who has my cell phone number, I was actually glad to hear from you. The rest of them stepped to the side. Well, I told but, you, um, I told you, I think I was probably number one hundred of the people that have contacted you and asked you about this. So I knew you were getting you, blown up. Yeah, you were number one hundred thousand, but there was a one hundred in there, so that was somewhat accurate. Right. But um, but you know, the worst thing you can do is be first and be wrong. Yeah, uh, I would rather be right than be first. Uh, one of the other really bad things you can do is call something a hoax when it turns out not to be a, not to be a hoax. Oops. So that's why I said this. This has all the makings of a hoax. And if people want to go back and look at my my Twitter uh, feed, it's at Elric and also on Facebook at ML, no periods, E-L-R-I-C-K, where well, you may be watching this right now. You'll see how there was an evolution where I never said it wasn't happening. I said, if you're not you know, basically a principal in this matter, don't contact me, I'm working. And it looks like it could be a hoax. Uh, it still could be a hoax. And what, what I'm most uncomfortable about this is the way people reported this, which is responsible and fair, is to quote people on the record who should know. So I called uh, Daniel Ferguson, the uh, former brother-in-law of Kwame Kilpatrick, who's been a guest on this show. You can hear that episode mm-hmm. uh, in our archives. Like and him. he said, he said he spoke to his ex-wife who said it's really happening. And then he quoted from an email that he saw in which Kilpatrick said, um, basically I'm coming home. It's, it's real. Um, now in the morning, Daniel had not heard anything about this. So that's another reason why it sounded like a hoax to me, but then he went and called his ex and they're on good terms. They share a child. So they communicate. And, um, his ex and when being Ayanna Kilpatrick. Ayanna Kilpatrick. Yeah. So when he said that, that this is real, that's when I first put my name on it in the free press. And since then, uh, other state lawmakers who have been trying to free Mr. Kilpatrick said that they'd had conversations with people ranging from Donald Trump when he was in town on Thursday to the Kilpatrick family. And so with those sort of official on the record sources who have some credibility, everyone reported it as a fait accompli. However, I'm still concerned that the U.S. Attorney's Office can't get a straight answer as to whether it's going to happen and that Mr. Kilpatrick's own attorney doesn't know. So I am still very guarded. I do uh, believe that this is going to happen, but 
it is not a firm belief and I will continue and we will continue to report on a daily basis on uh, whether this is going to happen or not. And I'm hoping that I don't end up in Louisiana in June waiting for him to drive out because I've been there when he drives out of prison before and he does not stop to answer questions. And that's a long drive and it is Louisiana. So do we know, has he been moved into a quarantine? Do we, do we, is there any confirmation of that? The only uh, record we have of that is an oral record that comes from his friends and family and supporters. So we have nothing from the Bureau of Prisons. As we've reported in Freep.com, there's some pretty good stories up there you might want to check out. Um, The Bureau of Prisons says, we do not discuss the status of an inmate. If you want to know what's going on with them, check on the inmate locator on Bureau of Prisons, BOP.gov. And so we just tell you whether they're here or whether they're not here. We don't tell you whether they're being prepared for release. We don't tell you whether they're being, uh, there's a transitionary uh, period. It's just in or out. And they do that probably for the safety of the prisoners, which seems reasonable. If you're someone who's about to get out of prison and there's a lot of people who would like to even the score with you, you don't want them waiting for you. You don't want them to have time to make travel plans, get a super saver flight down to wherever it is. Kissimmee, Florida, be kicking your ass when you get out. So that's that's fair. I just wish someone else would tell us. So why did well, the Ebony Foundation put out this press release? And most importantly, who is the Ebony Foundation and, and who is Robert Shoemake? Sure. So the Ebony Foundation is, um, well, a minute uh, in a minute on who they are, but why they would do it is because they say they've been working with other people to help free inmates who they feel received unjust like sentences who? either no, because they have they either because they didn't deserve the sentence or because the sentence was very lengthy and as we've said many times but it bears repeating Kwame Kilpatrick received the same sentence as a Cuyahoga County commissioner who was convicted of public corruption just one year earlier and I don't think race had anything to do with it but if that's your thing the guy from Ohio was a white guy Jimmy Demora doesn't get much whiter than that so the sentences were for equal crimes and they received yeah. equal time. Yeah. I mean, a crime's a crime. Well, and, and the one thing is people say, well, why did somebody stole? Well, listen, the way these sentencing guidelines work, it's based on how much you stole. It's based on your prior record. Kilpatrick had a felony on his record before this. And it's also based on things they didn't charge you with that they believe you did. And it's based on, on whether you're a public official or not. If you're a public official, you will do more time than Joe Bag of Donuts, who does the same crime, because it's meant to deter people. And because as a public official, you have an added responsibility to serve the people. If you're just an asshole, you'll do less time than a, an elected asshole. Hmm. And I think that's actually how it's put in the statute. <laughs> So Robert Shoemake, okay, the Ebony Foundation, the Ebony Foundation. So it would make sense that they would put out this press release because they say that's what they've been doing. If indeed they've been doing that, I don't know. And that's the thing, a press release from a group you've never heard of. We should all be very skeptical about that because I think, wasn't there some kid from a school in Lexington, Kentucky, that people started saying stuff about? No one was really sure where it was coming from. It turned out to be trolls in Brazil or something. I mean, we really, really need to be careful. And the Mm The the being right rather than being first may not make sense for internet traffic, but it only makes sense for journalism. So Ebony Foundation, no one really knew that much about him. Robert Shoemake, who we figured out is behind the Ebony Foundation, is a man with a lengthy court record, uh, civil court, criminal court, 
Um, if, if you read it, the story that was in the free press on Sunday, you can find out more about him. Let me just tell you folks, what we published on Sunday is just the tip of the iceberg. This is a man who's had all kinds of trouble, um, bad investments with the Detroit pension fund costing Detroiters hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. Um, Rob Walchek at Fox two has reported extensively on how he's cheated people in Detroit and elsewhere. Um, I mean, he's, he is a guy who I will just put it mildly is not trustworthy. And that's not my opinion. That's the public record. Um, and then, and, and if he says it's so my reflexive position is you better quadruple check it because he's just not a credible source. So he has a history of lying. Um, does he have a history of working with any of the Kilpatrick's? Uh, he has donated to Kwame Kilpatrick's uh, political career. Um, he's been described as a black Republican. So that may actually give him some credibility because maybe that gives him access to Donald Trump. But um, I think he's been friendly to the Kilpatrick's. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what role they played in helping him get pension deals. But we have heard of people who had city of Detroit retirement fund pension deals that were aided by members of uh, Mr. Kilpatrick's family. So I think that bears some more investigation. I will tell you that he was not uh, charged in the public corruption trial that sent Kilpatrick away for 28 years. But, um, and and I also want to sort of, uh, uh, I guess maybe apologize for something I said on Friday about Kilpatrick getting out that every man should hide his wife or be worried about his wife because Kilpatrick does have a history of, uh, of, of, uh, let's just say intimacy with the wives of friends and family. Uh, he seems to show no respect for anybody's, uh, even, even if they're a good friend of his, um, the reason I want to take that back a little bit, is not because it's not true. It's absolutely true. But I think we're getting back into that era where we can't have the caricature of Kwame Kilpatrick out there, my T-shirt notwithstanding. But we need to remember what he did. Mm-hmm. And what he did was very serious. I mean, he lied. He cheated. He stole. He drove the city into bankruptcy. He destroyed the career of good police officers. Um, he I think that's, basically... I think that's the one that everybody seems to forget are the, um, you know, the character that, that he destroyed them. Gary Brown. I mean, there's a whole slew of them that he just wanted to take down. Walt Harris, Harold, Walt Harold Harris. Meltrop. Yeah. Walt Harris, who wrote a book about some of his experience, outstanding police officer, just the kind of guy that when you see him on the job, you say, how do we get so lucky and Kilpatrick not only drove him off the force, he drove him out of the state of Michigan. So we're deprived of the services of a very, uh, a very sincere and, and talented police officer. And by the way, uh, he did end up getting a settlement in the whistleblower suit too. So for the privilege of having one less outstanding cop on the streets, we have to give him some walking away money too. So what Kwame Kilpatrick did to this city and did to people, both as human beings and as citizens and as retirees, is very, very serious. So I got to, I got to remember to stop laughing about Kwame Kilpatrick because Kwame Kilpatrick, like the coronavirus is no joke, but it's so maddening. I mean, sometimes, you know, you laugh to keep from crying, I suppose, because it's just, just insane. What kind of pushback do you get from people? What's the other side um, that people say to you about Kwame? Uh, well, that the, some of the things he says about himself, I got 28 years for having an affair. 
you know, well, that's um, not true. that, that, that I got a disproportionately long sentence because of what I look like. But that's not true. Um, that, uh, that I didn't steal that I didn't, I mean, so if you're going to spend some time in the archives, go back and listen to the show with Michael Bellotta, yeah. who's one of the prosecutors who helped put Kilpatrick away. And, and Michael and I went through Kilpatrick's plea for clemency line by line. And almost every line in that has a, has a falsehood in it. And, and they can't put you in prison for lying. But when you say things like, I didn't do this and you absolutely had, we, we need to remember that our default position when Kwame Kilpatrick speaks is to believe the opposite. Yeah. Fair enough. Sean, did, did you need a Kwame Sutra? Can I get you employed? <laughs> sure, no, with us, Sean. I, I didn't realize that he had any troubles. I didn't realize he was. Oh, hey, prison. I, I didn't realize um, he'd been the mayor of Detroit. Pardon me. Yeah, I mean, if we're if we're if we're not going to report stuff that happens all the time that everybody knows, uh, Michigan football sucks. <laughs> don't don't do those stories. Hey, hey, come on. Oh, sorry, it's a, it's a low blow. Sorry. You don't want to lose third, me third in the Big Ten East. That's not bad. I'm on your side. You don't want to lose me too, do you? You already lost Sean. <laughs> Wait, no, there's there's no sides here. It's just that uh, sometimes when Mark asks the questions and and I don't know is probably the best answer, and then we move on to the next question. No, but Mark. Uh, when has there been a question I didn't have an answer to? <laughs> Dude, have you got oh, an answer? Yeah. Have you got an answer, ML, to uh, the terms of the release and what this means and why he wouldn't have to go back once COVID nineteen has, uh, you know, herd immunity, a, you know, vaccine? Have you have you got an answer to any of those questions? Before we move on, Sean, like the cicadas, have awakened, and I like the the beautiful, <laughs> no, the beautiful I sounds. <laughs> Once again, that's a yes or no question, and I'm going to be fascinated to see how it gets answered. No, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. I can speak at length on the procedures. No, go okay. ahead, go ahead. Yeah, please Don't do. let me stop you. Don't let me stop you. Let's let's keep going. Okay. Uh, don't forget, we want to talk about, about Governor Whitmer and the first gentleman, too. Sure. But, but, but what we found and reported at Freep.com is that um, under COVID-19 terms, basically, uh, Donald Trump and, and uh, congressional Democrats and congressional Republicans, one of the few things they've worked together on is to try and reduce the number of Americans who are incarcerated and revisit the notion of who belongs in prison and who doesn't and whether or not some of the sentences have been too harsh. I think that's a good thing. Sure. It's certainly cheaper. Um, now, when you just let people go and you don't give them any tools or resources or skills to turn their lives around, eh, you know, maybe we need to think about that too. But be that as it may, that's been the law of the land for a little while now. In March, uh, Attorney General, U.S. Attorney General William Barr issued an order that said in certain prisons, um, we we want to try and get people released on home confinement if uh, because because coronavirus seems to be wreaking havoc in our prisons. And in early April, he sent a letter that said in certain prisons, including the one where Kwame Kilpatrick is, we need to move as quickly as possible to release these folks and put them on home confinement. Home confinement basically means you either go to a halfway house or you go right to the home of, I guess, someone who's a relative or someone who can be trusted, and you you reside there. They either have somebody checking up on you, they put electronic tether on you, they call, and if you answer the phone, I guess they figure you're okay. So you may have a, a career in imitating Kilpatrick's voice there, Mark. Uh, you may want to pay <laughs> you. He's like, uh, uh, Kilpatrick here. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he's good. Okay, next. <laughs> and they move on to the 
the L's, um, or they just plain old let you chill and, and they don't do anything with you. But the one thing we can say definitively is based on this order. If you are released on home confinement, you do not have to serve the remainder of your term in prison. We don't know whether you have to report to a parole officer for the next 21 years or not, because let's remember Kilpatrick is being released 21 years early, 25% of his sentence has been served. And usually if you're going to get a break, you have to have served at least 50% of your sentence. At the very least you would think home confinement would be 20 years, but they're not going to do that. So I've had a few personal dealings with his mother I would rather be in prison for 20 years and stay in her house. <laughs> and that's the speculation. She lives in Atlanta now, I believe. Uh, a suburb of Atlanta. And that's, uh, that's just, the other thing about the Kilpatrick's. Everybody's worried they, if uh, you still with the Sean. Everybody's worried that if um, if he gets free, he's coming back to Detroit. Well, what we've seen from the Kilpatrick's and Cheeks family is if if there's nothing here for them, they beat it. As soon as Kilpatrick could get out of Detroit, he went to Dallas. Where's Bernard? After, after his mother was defeated for Congress, she chilled out for a few years, but then she bolted for, uh, for Georgia. I mean, there's nothing here for him, and he can't run for office. So. Where, where is uh, Bernard Kilpatrick? Uh, I, at one time, he wanted to be in Texas because that's where his grandsons were. Uh, where he is now, I don't know. He still may be living in Detroit, but, um, but he's also an older gentleman who – you know, pretty much, uh, I think it's just, it's just on the, uh, taking the glide path. Ayana, is she still here? No, she moved to, to Georgia as well. We believe, uh, we know that mom sold mom's house and that Ayana lost her house to mortgage foreclosure, beautiful house, uh, both beautiful homes that right now are probably worth a fortune. So they don't seem to be as any better at timing the real estate market than they do serving their constituents. So I'm glad you point out he can't, he can't uh, run for office because convicted felon. What else can he not do? Or is that the only thing? Um, can he, can he be a political consultant? Sure. So there was some debate on, on, uh, on Saturday as we were filing our story over whether or not he has a political future in Michigan. And my contention was, no, he doesn't because of the Kilpatrick amendment to the Michigan constitution. It says if you're guilty of certain crimes committed while you were in office that were perpetuated by your being an office holder, you can't hold office for 20 years after those crimes were committed. Uh, So I said, he's out, but then it occurred to us, well, yeah, he could become a consultant. He could run campaigns. He could be an appointee. Um, He could be deputy mayor. Now that's not going to happen, but mayor Mike Duggan certainly seems to think very highly of him. So, uh, so he does have political options in Michigan, but my guess is he's going to be a salesman because I think he would be outstanding at that. And he would make way more money being a salesman than he ever would as uh, as a as a political consultant, or he could do what some people do, which is do both consult on the side, be a salesman because political consulting is just being a salesman. It's marketing. Can he write a book? Can he capitalize on his crime? Is that, I mean, that's always confusing. Great question. Uh, There's the son of Sam law in New York that says, if you are a felon, you can't profit from the proceeds of your book. Uh, He claims there were no proceeds from the sales of his memoir, but we know that there were because we saw him selling the book and being paid for it. But um, I don't know how that applies uh, to the feds. And we also don't know whether the city of Detroit or the Wayne County prosecutor 
is would go after him for any proceeds to help pay off the $854,000 restitution tab that he still owes the city of Detroit from the pleas he reached stemming from the text message case, which remember before the public corruption case, there was the text yeah. message case where he was charged with and pleaded guilty to obstruction of justice. Would you ever do a joint signing like uh, Mario or uh, like Claude Lemieux and Darren McCarty? Would you and Kwame sit down? Do a sign. Oh, because you have a Kwame Sutra out there. I don't know. Yeah, speaking of joints, I could see him opening a dispensary. Oh, why not? I mean, you know, Kilpatrick Dank. Let's hey, yeah, sure. legal. Why not? Yeah. So if Kilpatrick wanted to do something like that, so I think people think that I have something personally with Kilpatrick, and I don't. I actually really liked him. Um, you almost, almost worked, went to work you, for you him. Worked for him. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, uh, you know, as long as he's not. Uh, left alone at my house uh, or has access to any of my financial information, uh, you know, I, I, I spend time with him. I'd love to, to get that beer that he promised us all after the last <laughs> Stanley cup. Um, but um, I'm not sure it'll be on him unless he spills it. But uh, if you want to do a joint book signing, I absolutely would do that under the proviso that all proceeds go to one of two things, me or uh, charity. His restitution. And, yeah, and, and a lot of the proceeds for years, the proceeds from the Kwame Sutra strictly went to charity. So now it goes to the Drew and Mike store to uh, support this show. But um, yeah, but Kwame Sutra sales have, we've given thousands of dollars to nonprofits, including to our official charity, Eagle Sports on the East Side, that does tutoring and sports for kids that otherwise wouldn't get either. So, uh, so yeah, I would love to do some things with him uh, where we talk to people about what happened. And um, Hmm. I think there'd be some real value to that. Uh, If not, because he's necessarily going to come clean, but so that when he's done speaking, I could get up there and say, that was all a lie. Thank you. (laughs) Um, He he doesn't want to spend time with people who know and speak the truth. So I don't think we'll ever be in the same room together. Unfortunately, that would be, I gotta say that would be very interesting to see. Um, I don't know, a face-to-face conversation between you and him and Schaefer, because I'm sure he blames you guys for reporting the facts. I mean, you know, I don't he, know. He could. It, 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 de- it depends. There's times where he says that my, uh, he says, uh, my, my appetites overwhelmed my character. So there are times when he seems somewhat contrite. But as we know from his plea for clemency, uh, he's like Fonzie, yeah. you know, I'm, he can't say he's wrong. If he says he's sorry, I'm not sure I've heard it. Sorry. I, th- I heard him apologize to his wife, mm-hmm. but, uh, but there's uh 600,999 other Detroiters who are owed at least an apology. But I know Drew is hung up with showing remorse and stuff like that. To me, he's Pete Rose. Yeah. If there's an apology or there's remorse, it's it's calculated and it's meaningless. And I think that's a shame because he is a man, as Mayor Duggan said, who's very smart and very talented. And he he, he did have a lot to offer um, and he could still make a difference in a lot of people's lives. But I think he's most interested in making his life better. And that's why when people ask me if I think he got a just sentence, other than the fact that it was within the guidelines, I think he did. How he's going to serve the rest of it? We'll keep reporting on for you here and at freep.com. Hell so let's, yeah. let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about, about governor Whitmer. Sean, Sean, uh, was very interested in, in a story that you can find at freep.com. And that, uh, that I first heard about on Friday that, uh, 
that alleges that Governor Whitmer's husband, the first gentleman, tried to pull rank to get a boat in the water for the Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Sean, what do you make of this? I mean, is this is this news? Do we even know that it's true? Well, I mean, if you, <clears throat> it depends on if you take the word of the owner of the dock, right? The marina or what? Not the marina, I guess, but the the company that puts the boats in the water who went on Facebook apparently and posted that the, the first gentleman asked if um, the fact that he was the first gentleman would make a difference in terms of his station in the line, his place in the line, so to speak. And, um, you know, when he was told, by the way, I guess he said, okay, fine, that's whatever and moved on. But I don't know. It seems to me that after everything we've been through as a, as a state the last couple of months, if it is true, that's pretty pretty damn tone deaf on his part yep. to go out there and use the office to, to curry favor when, when people, you know, nobody's been able to get out in a boat. We've all had to make sacrifices. So for, for him to do that, and then if it is true for them then to deny it once it got out, to me that's probably worse in a way. It's the, uh, it's the playbook of way too many politicians these days, and that's really unfortunate. It's going to be whatever side you're on. If you don't like her, then it's going to be true. If um, you know, if you tend to like her, then people will say it's not true. You can almost see the division happening already because there's a state senator who um, believes this is all you know 100% true and that it's a cover up, and they wanted him to be involved in the cover up because he posted something. But you know, you do. You have the the word of the guy. I think it's called uh, North Shore Docks. Yes. Um, his it's this is going off a Facebook post. He did not talk to the person on the phone. Uh, it was relayed to him. Uh, you could tell that guy's not a fan of Whitmer's. But that doesn't mean it's not true. It doesn't mean it's true. It doesn't mean it's not true. I. It's going to be really right. intriguing. So, so let me let me read you the social media post. Uh, it was posted by a guy named Tad Docker. And it was posted, I believe, um, late Thursday night. So today, put a smile on my face. As most of you know, we install docks, store boats, et cetera. They store boats, not they they install store boats. Anyways, this morning I was out working when the office called me. There was a gentleman on hold who wanted his boat in the water before the weekend. Being Memorial Weekend and the fact that we started working three weeks late means there is no chance this is going to happen. Well, our office personnel had explained this to the man, and he replied, I am the husband to the governor. Will this make a difference? As you can imagine, it does make a difference that you would put to the back of the line. In other words, yeah, it does make a difference. You're now definitely last. Needless to say, our governor and her husband will not be getting their boat for Memorial Day. Too good not to share. I love it when karma comes around, even if just in small doses. I I will say this. I don't know why he would make something like that up. So I agree. I'm, I'm, I agree I'm inclined okay. to believe that it is true. Yeah. So, so this is why I both love and hate my job because now that we're talking about Kilpatrick, all the Kilpatrick lovers will say I'm a Republican. And when we, when we cite some things that president Trump has done that are not true, everybody says, Oh, you're a flaming liberal. So here's where I get to get slammed by everybody who hates governor Whitmer. Here's my problem with this story, and here's why I pass this tip along rather than report on. Well, first of all, I'm stuck in the Kilpatrick vortex, so I can't do both of them. But here are the questions I have about this story. I don't think there's any question that this gentleman posted what he posted. I don't think there's any question that someone told him, someone who works for him told him what he says they told him. Here's what I don't know. 
And I don't know if the governor's husband called this place. I don't know if somebody called this place claiming to be the governor's husband. I don't know, thinking that they might be able to pull a fast one. I don't know if this is one of the people who refers to Governor Whitmer as uh, uh, Gretchen Antoinette and who keeps asking us, where does she get her hair done and all this other stuff. And I get tons of tips about, you know, everything short of she had a wild party at the Manoogian mansion. (laughs) So, I don't know. And that's that's I should check my inbox because maybe that's where they brought the boat. But I don't know whether that was her husband who called. And that's why when you get something like this, the rush to be first, we can't do that. We need to establish before we report things like this, that the husband of the governor actually did make this phone call. Now, here's where things get problematic. The governor's response was we are not going to report on every rumor and everything that's out there. And the state senator who was told by the Senate majority leader that the governor's office had contacted the Senate majority leader to say it's not true, took down his critical post. Now he believes that it is true again. And so I believe he's now, you know, talking about it. The governor's office seems to be steadfast in their refusal to address this directly, which I understand because then you have to address every single rumor that's out there. But I think this is the point where you have to make the exception and say yes or no. You have to come out with a definitive statement. No, it's not true. My husband did not call. Here's his call log in case you were wondering. Or yes, he did call. It was just an offhand remark he made. It was a mistake, but we're moving on. The problem I have with this and why we didn't report it right away on Friday, other than the Kilpatrick stuff, let's forget about Kilpatrick for a moment, is until I know who made that phone call, if it was truly the governor's husband. I don't think it's news. I think it's highly speculative. And I think in the environment we live in, reporting something, putting it on the record is enough for the trolls to build an entire narrative based on it. And if it's true, shame on them. Yeah. If it's not true and we're reporting it, shame on us. Yeah. Well, well, I, w- I would say, first of all, the, the, the reason it's news in this day and age is because uh, the state senator got involved, right? If it's it, it just was, the it, Facebook post from the dock owner, then is the free press going to write about it? I mean, we is might. the Detroit and, and, News going to write about it, you know? Right. So so that's an excellent point because, as you may recall, we didn't really report on the Manoogian Mansion party rumor until there was a lawsuit alleging that it happened or alleging that someone was fired for investigating. So there are ways that these things come in to the media, but I always feel like I just want to tell people what's true, not what people are saying about what may or may not be true. So I don't contest that it's news. I guess what I'm saying is at this point, it is news, just as Kilpatrick's potential release is news. But I do feel like if we can't tell you for sure whether something's true or not, I'm just never comfortable with that. And if you want to say that I'm running interference for somebody, that's fine. But it, it's just this is the way I feel. I don't want to tell you I that I don't know I, something. I will say I don't this. I disagree th- with you, but this is just, unfortunately, it's the landscape we're in. I mean, the president of the United States Okay, here's a good example. He he will occasionally retweet something that's not true, right? Yeah. From a source that, is, that has no credibility credibility at all. That the president's tweet then becomes part of the news cycle and gets reported in uh, you know what his supporters would call the main, mainstream press or whatever, and it just cycles through and the, and the, and it works that way at every level with this state senator who did this. If he is recirculating, you know false information that should eventually come back on him. But these politicians don't pay the price for that anymore. So I think they're more and more emboldened to do that. Let me uh, ask you guys this though. There was a story before um, 
the state senator, I forget his name. Let me look it up really quick. Barrett? Barrett. Before he got involved, there was a story out over the weekend, uh, not in the free press, uh, but in the other paper, that you know reported on it and the way yeah. they, the way they reported it was purported request for a boat launch fuels controversy for Whitmer and if you read it you could you could see it's you know it's up in the air whether or not it's true or not so yeah, it was Craig, uh, Craig Mauger of the Detroit News reported that very responsibly Craig and I did some great work when he was with the Michigan Campaign Finance Network and I was at Fox too we we uh we worked together on a lot of really good stories he's 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 one of the best reporters in the state but uh, but I'm just not comfortable with anything that has in its headline purported. And and I say that as someone who has now been reporting for a few days that Kilpatrick is reportedly being released from prison. And that's why we've we've tied these two discussions together, because I, I, I can't tell you, I, I hope it's palpable how uncomfortable it is that we're reporting things responsibly that we don't know are true. I mean, to me, you come to us for answers, not for the latest back and forth on some dog shit. I mean, that's that's, not true. That's that's just completely. I love we go to you for some dog shit. Not to listen, man. I love I love you. But that's disingenuous as as all. Say it. No, say it. We (laughs) report arrests every freaking day. And a lot of those people are not guilty of anything. We have no idea what the truth is. But because they're arrested, we report it. We report before they get. So we, I would at least like us to see wait for an arraignment and charges. And even then, we don't know if somebody's guilty. We have no idea what the truth is, and we report it. It's been our system for decades, for a hundred years, and it's not fair in a lot of ways. I understand what you're saying, but to cherry pick all of a sudden, oh, we're not going to report this because we don't know all the facts or the truth. We do that every day. That's un- that's a, that's the unfortunate nature of our business. So if Sean was working for the Jerusalem Times, here's how he'd cover he'd how he'd, he'd cover the crucifixion. Jesus is back. We'd miss no. everything. We'd no, miss the trial. Say, We'd miss no. I would say Barabbas is I, is free. Is that what we say? But that's I would say something point. you can't say. Jesus may or may not be back. We don't know. But there's a possibility. That's kind of his you know point, who's back, know. Sean. That's Shady's back. <laughs> that's what we do, my man. You Check know this. It's still, That's right. it's still a story. Tell a friend. Yeah. I guess it's yeah, a story you, because you have it could to couch be. everything. It's like this. It's like with the, the COVID and with the virus, and it, the science changes and it evolves. Okay. We're not sure. Right. So, so, so now you, you, so now you don't like it when we report that people who have been licensed and trained to evaluate whether a crime has been committed, say something, but you're comfortable with something on social media that no one can confirm that we report that. So you don't like the higher standard. So you, you, you hold up the lower standard and say, let's, let's not do the higher standard. I'm, I'm, I'm saying confused. Get down off Is this a great debate? I'm saying get down off your ivory tower and don't act like we don't do that all the time. I'm not saying I'm comfortable with any of it. Hey, right? I went to Michigan State. Once I'll the, stand on a keg, but if you want an ivory tower, you got to go to Ann Arbor. Once the state senator got involved, unfortunately, I mean, for, for better and for worse, that made it news. If it's if it's him perpetuating something that's not true, that should come back on him. But you guys, and by you, yes, yes, you, you take the same attitude with arrests. You do. So we're so putting hurtful. out there. Somebody got arrested, and we have no idea if they're actually guilty or not. None. But they're branded there because they got arrested. That's right? not true. To be arrested, there has to be some evidence probable of a crime cause, or probable cause. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's true. That's why we have a court system. Thanks, Ginsburg. Come well, on, man. 
but to that point, the news is the arrest. I mean, someone getting arrested doesn't mean right. And yeah. and it's like the news is the state senator is saying, "Hey, there's a cover up," and you know, and, right? I mean, and if we don't report that they're arrested, maybe they get disappeared, like in South America. No, so I mean, I agree. But, I, I'm just saying it's all it's all part of the same. It's it's a tricky thing because we don't know a lot of things, but yeah, it's some news and we write about them. But then it's, again, it's, it's absolutely a tricky too. thing. It's absolutely a tricky thing. And I agree with what you're saying. All I'm saying is I'm uncomfortable when we can't report something as to whether it's truthful or not. That's why we have to, you know, get both sides and we have to couch stuff and maybe we have to use modifiers. Well, that's why it's time for the governor to stand up and say whether this is true or not. She's got to go on the record. I agree with you. Well, there we go. It's, there's another miracle. Jesus is back, and Sean and I agree. She should say, hey, my husband made a mistake, or no, and emphatically and show yeah. the phone records. It's not that difficult. Yep, that's on but, them. But I won't change my mind on anything, regardless of the facts that are set out before me. I'm dug in, and I'll never change. Very nerd. Very so. Very nerd. Very so. Very nerd infinity. Very so infinity plus one. No. Well, that was our great debate, um, but... Uh, yeah, it's just really hypocritical, the whole thing. Anyway, go ahead. One minute we agree, now it's hypocritical? No, not you. Oh, 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 oh okay. No, 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 not you. Just if she did that, it's just, it's why people, it's why people hate a lot of the left, right? Because they get up on their high horse and then they do this and... It's just, it's hey, just, th- yeah, it's really th- listen, dude, this is not a left or right issue. I've seen the right get up on their high horse, too. Remember when oh, everyone's... For sure. Okay. I mean, and, and that's that's why that's why now somebody say, oh, now he's picking on the right. He must be enough. No, I'm in the middle. I'm in a perspective where I can say I see what the left is doing and I don't like it. And I see what the right's doing and I don't like it because what they're doing is the same thing. And if you're a sheep, guess what? You're going to make me a nice sweater and maybe uh, maybe a fine, uh, fine piece of mutton. But don't be a sheep. Matt, you were going to say something. We need some wisdom here from from the soft uh, regime. Well, I was just going to say that it's, it, I think it's all relative. I almost think that that boat story is something that you'd almost see on TMZ, where the Kwame, the Kwame thing, you're reporting something that may or may not be true, but it needs to be said because it's obviously out there and it's a, it's a big deal. But for this nepotistic, uh, you know, boat thing, it just seems kind of uh, not very important. You know what I'm saying? Well, you could argue that why report on Kilpatrick? He's not in a position to do anything to anybody uh, except, uh, you know, uh, not pay back restitution. Who, who knows? Or maybe he's in a position to redeem himself. But with Whitmer, if she's a hypocrite and she's not following her own orders, that is pretty big news because she expects the rest of us to do it. In fact, she said if we don't do it, we're breaking the law. And now she's got a judge's order that says that her her executive order is the law of the land. So if she is if she is using a double standard, I guess, you know, and I'm still not comfortable. We don't know what the, the answer to the question is, but, but I'd say that really is news because if we have a hypocrite in office, it kind of brings us back to the hypocrite we had in sure. office with Kilpatrick. And if we don't catch these people in their hypocrisy, how much do they get away with? I, I think and you know, let's just keep going with this. This is our great debate. That's fine. I completely agree with you. I think they're both. But that's not a debate. <laughs> if you agree with me, damn it. I just got us out of this trap. On that part. I do go ahead, Mark. No, I was just going to say they're very similar. And I think they both should be reported on, but kind of goes back to the consumer of the story. Are they going to read the Kwame story and say, oh, he's out? Are they going to read it and say, well, not yet. We don't know. Are they going to read the boat story and go, he did it. He tried to pull rank. Or are people going to read it and say, well, we don't know. Uh, Maybe he didn't do it and someone was messing around that guy made it up. I I mean, in reading the story today in the paper, the way it's written, it seems 
pretty fair and, and balanced to use that term as it to what, whether or not it happened. Now it's on me as a consumer. I kind of am inclined to believe that there was some rank pulled and I'm inclined to believe that Kwame is going to be out soon, but that's just how I'm taking it the way it's presented. Well, the, the problem here is I agree with the governor's position that we can't report on every rumor on, on social media. I mean, how much crap is there on social media? More than ever, you wouldn't get anything else done. But, but I, I do think she has to say something now. You this has now become an important public policy matter, and she can put it to bed. And the quicker she says it didn't happen, because while Kwame Kilpatrick, and we played some of that in the earlier in the show, said it didn't happen, it didn't happen, I wouldn't throw wicked naked parties at my house. Really, in that case, he was telling the truth. It didn't happen. And the fact that he lied all the time meant people didn't believe it. And there may be some other issues there that have to do with what he looks like and his age and how he dressed. And I'll, I'll, I'll acknowledge those things. But Whitmer, I think, to this point, has credibility as someone who tells the truth. Whether you like her policies or not, I don't think anybody questions that everything that comes out of her mouth, Until whether now. it's a lie or not, she has got to protect that. And she, if she screwed up, she's got to apologize. And if she didn't, she has to say, this is crap. Well, the office has already, the spokesman for the, the governor's office has already said that to some degree. So now what are you going to do? Are you going to backtrack? And by the way, let's, okay, again, let's modify it and say, if it is true, what was he thinking? First of all, it's tone deaf, right? Secondly, why are you calling in an area of the state in a business where you have no idea what some of these political leanings are in an era where anybody will take just about anything and post it out there to cost you, to it's go simple. after you, right? And go after your reputation. It was just, it, not only was it uh, hypocritical, it was idiotic. Sean, it's, it's, very, it's very simple. He wanted to get his boat in the fucking water and get out on the water for a moment. Right, I know, but he He's wasn't not thinking about thinking, all that. Right? I mean, no, you know, of course you know, not. You of course get, not. You, he's, I mean, most of, I, I don't want to stereotype, but right. I mean, what are the odds that per somebody who owns that kind of business in that part of the state is a Democrat? Well, who, I mean, neither but, here nor but, there, though. No, but you got to think about that. They have to think about that. So, so I think what you're saying, Sean, is that it was politically stupid in addition to being stupid. In addition to being <laughs> hypocritical. Yeah. Sure. Oh, okay. Really so that's, that's, sure. I agree. If it's true, but the whole thing I come if back to true, is, if it's true. I, I mean, I don't care what the guy's political leanings are. If you did, it was stupid. You shouldn't have done it, whether you thought somebody's going to tell or not. Now, I will tell you that I heard there's another part of that rumor that I haven't seen reported anywhere. And maybe that's what we should be focusing on, because if we can prove that part of the rumor isn't true, then or we can confirm that it is true, then that might help us get some sense of the veracity of the other piece. What other part? Um, we're going to do some reporting on that. Maybe we'll talk about that next what week. If it's Really? That's called a tease in the biz. Yeah, but uh, or a cliffhanger. Doesn't everybody pull rank though with a little bit of power? Well, I'll tell you, I've been in situations where people have said, you know, don't worry about it. I'm like, no, no, you have to put me in the back of the line. They're like, no, no, you, you're, I won't move you up. I'll leave you in the middle of the line, and I'll tell them the fact that you offer to yeah. put me in the front of the line. Now you have to put me in the back of yeah. the line because I just can't have that out there. So there are people who are, now they tend but, not but, to be in office. But I think Matt means politicians. Uh, and that's that's how I took your question, right, Matt? Do you mean politicians? Yeah, yeah I mean, well, actually, any anybody really. Now that I'm thinking about it, celebrities. Oh God, um, well. you know, people with a little bit of influence. I don't think I, I don't think they all do. Well, but well, there's a difference. But getting a boat out is is not that big of a deal. That's why I'm saying, <laughs> exactly. like, exactly. You know, what yeah, but on a beautiful weekend when you're working your ass off, if you miss those three days on the lake, that is a big deal. 
It is. And not, and that, is that's there, true. Is there but it doesn't justify it. For it? Is there no, a difference between right. asking for it or somebody just recognizing your name and just sort of doing something and accepting it? I mean, yeah. is there a difference between seeking it out and just sort of accepting some of the gifts and favors you get with your status in life? And I, I'm not talking about just politicians at this point. She should probably yeah. just uh, give him the silent treatment like she's given the rest of the state the silent treatment on this issue. Just don't talk. To, throw him, she should throw him under the bus. Say she had no idea <laughs> yeah. about it. And then just I give him the silent treatment. Matt, to your point, I think most people understand that you get perks and, and favors with a certain kind of success in life. Where the public makes the distinction, I think, I mean, this is aside from politicians, is is the idea that you uh, you, you don't big time anybody, you know, yeah. that you don't actively seek it out. Do you know who I am? Do this for me, do this for me. If you don't do that and people just sort of do things for you as a matter of course because you treat people decently, you've had some success, I think most people are okay with that. Well, yeah. then there are, there are some people I, you know, in my city hall days, I'd meet somebody at a bar and they'd insist on buying me a drink. And then I'd usually just, if they wouldn't let me buy them a drink, I'd send 10 bucks to a charity and just say, well, and I'd send him a note that said, thanks for the beer. I've turned it into a donation to a good cause. I mean, there's ways you can deal with it, but, uh, but again, until, until we know whether this is true, I think we have to stay on this story. I don't think there's much debate about that. I just am always going to be uncomfortable when we report things that we don't know whether they're true or not. And that, I was just going to say, that's a great debate, but you agree. Um, (laughs) Sean, say something. I disagree. I disagree with everything you said. And that's your great debate. Oh, man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Did I do that? What a dork. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek? Or we're turning into cool guys? But I do think Sean is right about that. Anyway, so your Geek of the Week. Um, Our runner-up is someone who very easily could have taken our top prize. And that is public officials who are running interference for the meatpacking plants. I know that sounds like a really boring topic off the top, but one of the things we're finding is that in addition to nursing homes, meatpacking plants are one of the places where the coronavirus is running rampant. Well, there was a nuclear plant in England that became very controversial. And instead of fixing it, they just changed the name and they thought that would make it better. We're running into something like that now, where as the meatpacking plants are taking a lot of heat for not properly sanitizing, for not tracking down the source of the infection in their plant, they are now no longer reporting data to health officials about who is sick and how they got sick. So there is a uh, there is a, a phenomenon in North Carolina and Colorado where these meat packing plants are being allowed to get away with this. And there's a health official in Colorado who was caught in an email or the email was unearthed where he said bad news spreads way faster than the truth. At this point, we are not doing anything to cast them in a bad light. We will not throw them to the press in explaining why Colorado was no longer going to press for this data to share with the rest of the world. That's your geek of the week. So that tells you what a strong week we have for geeks. And it also makes you wonder what the hell else is in that hot dog. But our geek of the week is he's a returning champion. He's kind of the Ken Jennings or whoever that guy is from uh, Jeopardy. Uh, It's Mark Zuckerberg. And, um, The Washington Post reports that Facebook will now let some employees work from anywhere, but their paychecks could get cut. Rachel Lerman and Elizabeth Dwoskin of the Washington Post report that Facebook says it will start allowing some employees to work remotely for good. Facebook could have about 50% of its 45,000 person company working remotely in the next five to 10 years, but it will also lower paychecks to reflect cheaper cost of living in some cases, depending on the location. 
Here's why I think Mr. Zuckerberg should be a geek. Because when you work from home, typically you're either such a shitty reporter or employee that they know and they blow you out. But generally what you are is you're working more than the 40 hours a week. And by the way, you're actually saving the company money because they're not paying for my internet connection. They're not paying for my chair. They're not paying for my desk. They're not paying my electricity bills. They're not paying my water bill because I'm using the local shitter a lot more than the company pot. They're not paying for a lot of things that I normally pay for. They're not paying for rent for my desk, for all that other stuff. So if you ask me, I say I'm saving the company money and giving them more than they paid for. And you're going to cut my pay to do you a favor. Mark Zuckerberg, for many, many reasons. The reasons are legion. You are a geek of the week. The kids are soft. I don't care for that guy. Me neither. Too soft. I'm going to pretend like you need to just make my dick go soft. Okay. How you doing, ML? I agree. I always, I always get confused whenever my piece starts because I don't know if you're supposed to start or me. And in fact, my first time doing it, I think it was about three minutes of awkward silence. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Jennings, the editor of Soft Magazine with This Week in Soft Rock. Oh, I, I just get it. thrown off by the, uh, sorry, Matt, by the, uh, the dick going soft line. It makes me cringe every week. Why? Uh, I don't know. You Matt's know, making dicks a, go soft everywhere. This is a family show. It is. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to be. Yeah. Not let my kids yeah, it's watch the this. Manson family. Yeah. <laughs> you mean like my jar full of piss line last week? <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. That's acceptable. part of the family show. <laughs> that's acceptable. All right, I don't want to mess up your timing. Sorry. <laughs> okay. That's okay. You mean anymore? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I meant anymore. Yes. Well, it's good to be with you guys. I talk all over me. I don't care. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt, Matt Jennings is with us. That's, Okay, no, well, no relation to Ken Jennings. No relation. But Waylon Jennings is my third cousin. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm cool. high from the coke he did. I don't believe that. Where's the, where's the, where's the, where's the evidence? This is another rumor it's getting reported. No, I'll do a rail. Up, he was setting up the coke line. I'll do a rail right here, and it oh. won't affect me. Okay, here's what happened this week in soft history. In 1934, Bonnie and Clyde, the notorious American outlaw couple, were killed in a police shootout near Gippsland, Louisiana, which is one of the many stories in my new book, Dating Adventures, How to Spice Up Your Relationship. Uh, You know, that's not too far from where Kilpatrick, I think, is incarcerated. He could give you some dating tips. (laughs) He could. Yeah, he's, he's, he's had it all, hasn't he? One more like that, and Mike's going to shove that pencil in his eye. <laughs> or somewhere else. In, in 1986, Hands Across America oh. took, a, took a place raising, or, I'm sorry, took place raising more than $50 million to fight hunger and homelessness. And if you don't know what Hands Across America is, that's where approximately 7 million Americans join hands all across the country, or as the Amish would call it, an orgy. I would like to point out I was a participant. My whole family was a participant in Hands Across America. And uh, we had to go down to Toledo, Ohio to participate. And, Are you uh, kidding now, me? What, what year was that, Matt, did you say? That was in 1986. So you 86. were young. I you was were 10. Uh, kindergarten, maybe? At what, 10? First no, grade? What, it was fourth grade, I think, for 
right? when you're about oh, 10? He's, he had a, Mark had a slow start. <laughs> <laughs> and it shows. But I was always really confused. I'm like, how do they hold hands across the desert? Like, I didn't understand. Like, I thought it was legitimately everybody was holding hands across America. Imagine what they held on the docks. Well, in the age of social distancing, how many times could they go around the world now? What do you mean? Oh, yeah. It'd be like an extra six America. feet be- between everybody well, now. Yeah, but that doesn't count. Well, Sorry. it's elbows across America now, and you just oh, hold yeah. your breath. Yeah. Right, uh, and next. I'm holding my breath in anticipation of the next momentous moment <laughs> in soft history. Oh, boy, here we go. In 1998, <laughs> concerns were being raised by many librarians and academics that the internet was more likely to provide bad information than good as there were no checks and balances in place. Then they found out the porn was free. <laughs> That's the librarians. It's, uh, yeah. it's uh, saying something about uh, that pent up uh, angst. With, it means uh, that, you know what? We'll allow it. We'll allow it now. It is amazing. Uh, you know, but you, I actually thought you were about to make a really amazing point uh, about society and where we are and where we're, where we're headed, and then, you know, you had to go to porn. But that's okay. Do you want to make that point, Sean? No. He he sort of made it. I think 1998, librarians being worried about, yeah, they saw the future, didn't they? Anyway, go on, Matt. <laughs> no, I agree with you, what and it is, it, is, it is kind of wait, a deep No, you subject. don't. Just keep going. Okay. Wait, 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 wait to build up confidence in the team there, Sean. Way to coach him up. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you can't hit that curve, but get out there, son. <laughs> Every, every week, Sean hits that dinger right in my forehead. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, all right. And what? finally, he's the one who told Charlie Huff to kick stick with his fastball. Hey, Wakefield, <laughs> just keep giving him the heat. He's, he's not amused. All right. No, and finally, <laughs> I, I am amused. I'm waiting for Matt. All right. And finally, in 2008, the single child rule was relaxed for earthquake families in China. Which is silly. Who wants to plan a wedding for your kid right after an earthquake? And that's your This Week in Soft History. See you again. fun to do i'm having a ball we're all having a ball here at base week at uh, ml soul of detroit welcome to room 7609 where this month we're celebrating the bass guitar and the virtuosity of people who have maybe have never touched a synthesizer and maybe put a couple synthesizers out of business uh drum machine's still doing well in the techno world but we are highlighting some of the greatest bass playing in new way we're brought to you by elric bass guitars at elric.com if you got a lot of dough they got a lot of bases, so give them a call. They would love to hook you up. Custom-made bases of all sizes, shapes, colors, you name it. Babinga Wood, they'll tell you what Babinga Wood is. This week, we're starting with, or we're ending the month, with Duran uh, Duran, with This Is Planet Earth, brought to you by my man, whose last name is the same as everybody else's name in the band.
if you're going to have a problem, the problem to have is the one Duran Duran has, that you're so damn good looking that people think you're not great musicians. John Taylor, the bass player in Duran Duran, is just friggin' outstanding. This guy knows his way around a bass like few others in rock and roll. Outstanding. And, and while that just has kind of a, a heavy, thumping backbeat to it the whole time, when you listen to the hook, the chorus, he he's up he walks all over the place man it just it, it just it's a it's a beautiful thing to listen to um and if you have not really paid too much attention to him or maybe you're like oh you know duran duran whatever whatever check out the power station john taylor and andy taylor who also is an outstanding guitar player for uh for duran duran left to do a side project the power station with robert palmer and Tony Thompson, who slams the drums, like you wonder if the kit's still around at the end of the show. Outstanding players. And while one of the things I love about New Wave is that it was groundbreaking, not just in terms of the music, but in terms of the instrumentation, you got to have a foundation for anything. And that 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 heavy bass, that backbeat, that thumping, that popping bass that he has, you know, you you really have something you can dance to or just sit down and listen to. And if you remember when we had LPs, the album art and the liner notes for Duran Duran were worth yeah. just spending an hour or two, just, just marinating in. But uh, John Taylor last installment in base month here at room seven, six or nine. Fantastic. Uh, fellas, is, is your diaphragm still rattling from that? Or <laughs> Sean, is your prostate still swelling from that? Or where are we at now? Yeah, we're we're okay, relatively. We're okay for now. Okay. No, Duran Duran, thumbs up, thumbs down? Oh, I think yeah. anything, anything Duran Duran does is good. And that bass line sounded so friggin' cool with that bam, 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 that pop. Love that. They're, I feel like they're underrated. I don't know why. Just nobody ever really talks about them, at least in the rock music world. Well, you've got the videos, right? The videos sure. are an art form and they form really them. perfected it. So are they, are they an art band? You know, are they pretty boys? Are they a boy band? Are they a dance band? Are they whatever? They've changed, you know, they've changed multiple times. They're still together too. They still had a top 20 hit not that long ago, maybe in the last wow. five years. Yeah. Well, they're, they're also shadowed by their two big hits. And so I think sometimes that takes away from a, a great band's, um, uh, skills because they know those two songs, even though they're great songs, but you know, that's, that's one moment in time. Whereas, you know, they've broadened out. I thought they had more than two hits. Oh, well, yeah. I'm thinking of Rio and hungry, like a wolf or like the two ones that pop up in my head at any time. So someone says Duran Duran. I think they were so big that, you know, some, you know, there's a pushback, right? A backlash. And then you uh, kind of fall off and now they're underrated. It's weird. You can go from being overrated, underrated and back and, yeah. Fun fact, yeah, uh, Matt, those two songs were not their two highest charting songs, at least in the States. That would be The Reflex. The Reflex. Yeah. Oh, The yeah. Reflex. Anybody want to guess? And Wild Boys, was that up there? Nah, I don't know where Wild Boys what was. What about the theme to the Bond movie? That you got it. Did, that hit number yeah. one. A View to a Kill. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. got to be up there. Now, uh, Planet Earth, which we played, is um, 
is from their first LP. And our purpose in 7609 is to, to either introduce you to bands that you didn't know that you now are glad you know, or to sort of shine the light on some really outstanding music by bands that you know, but they have so much out there that you didn't realize they had this too. So this is a chance not only to, to appreciate the musicians in these bands, but also to go back through the catalog and say, if you think it was Rio, if you think it was Girls on Film, if you think it was the Bond theme, there's so much more in the Duran Duran catalog, including some of the more recent stuff and including some of the tunes they did with uh, some of the, the players who came along after half of the Taylors left. Yeah. Uh, there's a song, Electric Barbarella. It's outstanding. Cool video, too. I can't remember where the guitar player is from, but he has he has like many musicians traveled quite up and down the, uh, the new wave street. Planet Earth, uh, very first single, by the way. Hmm. Did you know that? What? ML? Did you know that was the I, I first one? I knew it was on the first album. If, if I recall correctly, the biggest hit off the first album was Please, Please Tell Me Now, but that was not on the initial LP release. Oh. I don't know. They have Planet Earth listed as their very first single. I Girl. prefer Planet Claire by the B-52s. Uh, yes, B-52s. You can't go wrong there. They may be making an appearance in Room 76. No, I'll, I'll probably sit. Yeah. Good, good, good. I'll sit and listen. I can't wait to hear them. Uh, There's nothing that a party and dance band likes more than an old guy saying, nice, I'll sit and listen. Well, usually he vacates the room. He leaves room 7609. And yell, turn it down through your screen door as you you tell those kids uh, to get get off your lawn. I'm an old man. I used to be able to make it to a show, but when Mike started adding on three or four more hours of talk, it's just hard to sit and I get to the restroom. You know what I mean? I'm like a... Well, it's a just lot easier if you just accept everything I say. It'll go a lot yeah, faster. The, 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 uh, yeah, the body just doesn't work like it used to. I, I know that's a, that's a softball for you, Mike, but it's the truth. I, I, well, then I have to concede that it worked in the first place. I'm not ready to give any ground. All right, there you go. There you go. Well, the sad thing is, is, is he usually gets up to purge after my piece. Understandably. No, no, I, I sit and suffer. <laughs> I like your piece so much that I sit and suffer through your piece. I'm not going to get off. I, I like it so you suffer yeah. through it. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I suffered, you know, oh, yeah. I, I've crossed my, my legs. So full of I shit. crossed my legs so I don't soil the couch. And then You're I so listen to your jokes, right? Whatever they are. And then I go down and. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Wow, it's uh, more inspiring locker room talk from Coach Windsor. Sean is to me as I am to Kilpatrick. We listen while we don't want to, if only to try and keep the facts somewhere in the conversation. And I will tell you, Sean, your vigil is just as lonely and futile as mine is. So uh, if, if you have a suggestion for Room 7609, please send it to us at mlsoulofdetroit at gmail.com. You can call us at 313 288 nine zero seven eight that's butterfield eight nine zero oh sorry is it nine zero seven zero or nine zero seven zero nine zero seven zero maybe that's why nobody's calling it's three one three two eight eight nine zero seven zero that's butterfield eight nine zero seven zero we love to get your feedback we have a lot of feedback to share with you um we have now 457 five-star reviews and six one-stars review oh, reviews including a one-star review says, great show and interesting topic. So, so much for that. This week, feedback comes from Fish Stick Rick, who says, great report and entertaining, needs farts. <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, and I swear, 
I swear this it this it just fell this way. Our next comment is from Knight of the Brown Star, mm. who I suspect is on the same page as Fish Stick Rick, who says one of my favorites. Keep up the good work. Sir Lai is back again. Great show. Very balanced and fair, which is good because last week he said lots of interesting topics and ML never yells at us, even though I was yelling a lot. Um, We have tons of great feedback. Whoa, there's a long one. Let me hold that one. Um, uh, Daryl says the show rules and I look forward to it in the middle of every week. It makes me feel at home as a born and bred Detroiter who has been in L.A. for 15 years. Although you cats have never brought up the interesting, weird and long history of City Club, a downtown place that pretty fits pretty perfectly in room 7609 a song below might be too long for the segment but always rocked in the city club uh, we should talk about the city club uh, sometime it's still open epic epic club in the basement of the uh used to be the ramada inn on bagley downtown the leader knock was there there was a place called labyrinth that was around there too massive massive dance floor i used to regularly request uh, uh, uh front 242 um, Stone Roses, uh, even Mars, even though it was kind of poppy, but great alternative club, really authentic. To this day, it's all still flat black paint, mm-hmm. dance floor, and little nooks and crannies where you can either get your nose pierced with a pin or with a Heineken bottle that someone has thrown. Great spot. So, Daryl, thanks for uh, thanks for bringing up the City Club. Uh, would you rather go to there or would you rather go to um, the Motorcycle Club that you mentioned earlier in the show? Well, one's in Detroit and one's not, so. City Club's in Detroit. Bagley and Cass. Right, yeah, and the Goldwing Gross Point deal. Was- <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got, you, you got me with the orthodontists. I think they, they used to park their bike in front of Mesa back when it was, um, yeah. uh, what the hell was it with the peppers in front? Oh, oh, uh, Monterey. Monterey, Monterey, right? On yeah. uh, on Wednesdays, I think all the uh, oh my God, so all the orthodontists bikes. would park their uh, their Harleys out so there. So many bikes. I never really worried about knocking those over. But uh, if you had to pick between the majestic in its heyday, city club in its heyday, or the shelter in its heyday, that's a tough call. Yeah. But in terms of places that have kept the torch alive for people who don't otherwise see light because they're so pale. You got to go with the city club. And of course, bookies way back when, but anyways, um, uh, Daniel says, uh, Jesus, let's just let everyone out of jail. I'm sure this is Trump working to get the Detroit vote. We'll see. Uh, David says, I don't make this observation in order to make a political point, but rather than point out the glaring hypocrisy, many people bring up to justify not wearing a mask. As Mark pointed out, the biggest argument is that being required to wear a mask in a store is an infringement of their rights, despite the fact it's a private business. Wasn't there a huge case a few years back about a bakery that refused to bake a wedding cake for a gay couple? Which side of the argument did Barefacers side with back then? Mm. And uh, Kyle D. Lawrence, uh, maiden name Jennings, says, let me start by saying I really enjoy the podcast. The mixture of you and Mark and Windsor is great. I love the jokes by Jennings. <laughs> hey. And you have a wonderful sense of humor that the FCC greatly masks. Keep up the great good work and keep it stiff. We also have a lengthy email from Deb. Uh, It's so long, I'm not going to be able to get into it. Basically, she says she's a Whitmer supporter and that her family wears masks, but it's worth noting the falsehood and lies from experts at CDC, WHO, NIAID, I think that's the infectious diseases people at Al. Surgeon General on February 29th. Seriously, people, stop buying masks. They're not effective in preventing general public from catching corona. So she raises a lot of examples of people saying things that later 
pivoted. Uh, uh, but wait a sec. That, that's understandable. But then the CDC revised that on the basis of seven studies that were done. I mean, that's yeah. that's the beautiful, beautiful thing about science. You keep running tests and finding new answers. Uh, so I mean, we just to, want they to give to put Deb a chance to no, it's uh, pre- present an opposing view. And I, I, I can't read the whole thing because it's very long, but I will just say she adds, ML, did you and Mrs. attend state with Whitmer? It seems state alums in general who control Michigan newsrooms, oh. plus Tim Alberta at Politico, Heidi Prisbilla at MSNBC, carry water for her and refuse to even acknowledge she's shamelessly obsessed with becoming VP. Mm. Um, did you? I did go to Michigan State. Uh, not with Governor Whitmer. She's younger than I am, which is once again a reminder of what a failure I've been in my career. Kilpatrick was younger than me. Whitmer's younger than me. Matt Jennings, younger than me. Mark Fellhauer, younger than me. Yeah, but none of us have written a book. You know what's not younger than you? The Kwame Sutra. (laughs) (laughs) It is younger than me, and we still have plenty available. So, so, uh, Been around for thousands of years. Oh, that's the... Kama Sutra, but yes. I know, I know. We appreciate the point. By the way, uh, since Sean insists on all this shameless commerce, (laughs) you can get signed copies of the Kwame Sutra at drewandmikestore.com. We'll throw one in if you buy one of our hockey jerseys, which are now 20% off. Every Kwame Sutra is signed and uh, has a smart aleck inscription. And and while we make a joke about it, when you look at it, it really does remind you of what a liar this guy and the damage he did. And I was asked to do um, an audio recording for the free press talking a little bit about Kilpatrick. I looked at the timeline in the back of the Kwame Sutra to remind myself of the highs and lows of this guy's rise and fall. So there really is some value to that too. We also have sweet ass trucker hats inspired by Matt Jennings that will be available online. We'll get those out to you just in time for Father's Day. They are going cheap, cheap, cheap. And we also have clocks, which are not cheap, Hell but are yeah. so cool that my wife wants one so badly, she's going to get it to me for Father's Day. So I'm not sure if that's a gift for me or for her, but I think we'll have one somewhere in the house very soon. So uh, so please. And if you want to donate, uh, I should mention we have had some very, very generous donors. Um, wow. Kristen was a great, kind donor to us <laughs> this week. Um, we had the butchery made a very generous donation. Mike made a generous donation. We appreciate those, uh, those gifts. They keep us going. They help us, uh, they help us keep coming back. If you would like to donate, um, first you should probably call a mental health uh, professional, but if not, Mark, what do they do? Uh, MLSolaDetroit.com. Hit the little donate button at the top. Very simple. Uh, did, we you, also- did you see that? Mike, Mike, Mike. Did you see how he answered? Did you did you take notes? Concisely, accurately, to the point. Exactly, calm. Hell he, yeah! He's very, he's very sexy because he's got his hair trimmed, I think, and yeah. it's just a, it's a beautiful thing to watch. I think both. Of you I guys- noticed he was not interrupted. That made it more efficient. <laughs> <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't speak long enough to be interrupted. Fair point. Fair point. So uh, I also forgot Bobby made us a generous donation as well. And, and Kristen, along with her donation, sent us a note. She says, thank you for putting out a great podcast. I wish I could send more, but I don't have a Pulitzer. Well, Kristen, ah. what you sent was extremely generous. We appreciate any donation. There's a lot better causes out there you should give to first. But if you can't help yourself, we'll take it. And by the way, the Pulitzer, it came with a six and a half percent pay cut. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. we'd have a six and a half uh, percent pay cut on that donation if she did. 
they originally want to take 13%. So we counted ourselves <laughs> lucky we got them down to that. Um, reminder, uh, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. There's never a bad time to talk to someone if you're dealing with dark thoughts, just as there's never a bad time to reach out to someone who may be in pain. Take some time to be kind to yourself and to others. If you're feeling blue, there's someone you can talk to. Call 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. Please, if you're thinking of doing anything or you just need somebody to talk to, there are people who will listen. We'll listen. Leave us a voicemail. Send us an email. We try and get back to you quickly. Post on social media, ML Elric at Facebook, at Twitter. We would love to get back to you. And if we can help make this any easier, that's one of the reasons that we're here. So uh, so thank you. And we also should thank uh, dealsinthed.com. Zot yeah. is back in business by appointment. They will service your car. They will sell you a car. Please reach out to them. And with all our sponsors, let them know that you heard about it, ML Soul of Detroit. We appreciate Zot. They employ a lot of people. They do a lot of business. They support us. We want to support them, and we hope that they can give you a good deal. Let Anthony Ketchum or Steve Gabara know that you're looking for that special ML Soul of Detroit deal. I haven't cleared this with them, so I'm going a little bit out on a limb, but I think they're doing a buy one, get one free car deal. So let them know that you heard about that from uh, Sean Windsor of, of Ann Arbor, the, the soul of Washtenaw County. So, uh, so yeah. So, boys, uh, did I miss anything? No, you got it all, and then some. You did, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Maybe maybe not to. There were some long stories. Hopefully they were well told. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you buying stuff. We appreciate you donating. But most of all, we appreciate you. We hope you here next week. Please rate the show. Please subscribe to the show. Please share the show. And if you uh, are listening, I guess there's no point in telling you you don't get the full show on Facebook. But uh, if you watch sometimes and don't listen all the time, if you want to get all of this, you got to listen. So please make sure to listen to the show and download. Please support the other Red Shovel Network shows. That's No Filter uh, Sports with uh, Eli, Denny, and Bob. No BS News Hour with Charlie LaDuff. And, of course, the big show, the Kahuna Grande, the Drew and Mike <laughs> podcast. And Cami Soul, I should tell you before we go, oh, yeah. uh, if you if you want us to read a message on the air, just make a donation of twenty dollars or more at uh, at Mark. How do they do that again? You're so efficient. Let's let's try it one more time. <laughs> Can they just rewind in here? Oh, uh, mlsoladetroit.com. Little donate button once again. Takes to PayPal. Very simple. You pay- you padded it out. I was trying to learn something from you. It looks like you picked up some bad habits for me. But, yes, give us a message. <laughs> we'll be happy to read it. And, of course, we always like your feedback, which we will share with you as best we can. You have been listening to ML Soul of Detroit on the Red Shovel Network. Cyrus, mercifully, take us out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Accidental explosion took the life of a fellow reporter and supposedly ML Elric as well. Mark Fellhauer thinks the creature was responsible. I gave a description to all the law enforcement agencies that got a warrant for murder out of A murder which ML Elric can never prove he or the creature didn't commit. So he must let the world go on thinking that he too is dead until he can find a way to control the raging spirit that dwells within him. Yeah.